0: everyone deserves to feel good. Learn how to feel your best. Each week we'll dive into fitness and wellness topics, learning and growing together. Let's become your best version. Let's find joy in daily movement. Let's be fit and well. Welcome to this week's episode of Fit and Well with FWA. I'm your host, Andra Anderson, and it's so delightful to see you. Or if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast channel, then it's nice chatting with you. I'm particularly delighted because this is episode number 10, which means we have now had 10 conversations on this platform and I'm just thrilled. I'm thrilled. I started so we're coming up on let's think 2009 was 14 so 14 years ago I started blogging (laughs) back when blogging was super cool uh I think it still is to some degree but I started blogging on blogspot or blogger whatever you want to call it the one that was the orange with the white b symbol and that was 14 years ago and I went from really long blogs to some Facebook Live. I did a lot of Facebook lives, a lot of coffee talk Tuesdays. So we've been we've been conversing for a while, but if this is how we started connecting through the podcast, I'm so glad to know you and to continue having these fitness and wellness conversations with you. So as I've mentioned before, my inspiration for these sessions comes from real life. So conversations that I'm having with other trainers or with clients or things that I'm hearing or reading or seeing a lot. So I try to keep my finger on the pulse. I I listen to podcasts about fitness and wellness myself. I follow other fitness trainers and uh, coaches and I just try to see what are people talking about. What are the the hot things that are they're on the menu. I I know trendy fitness is super cool and that's the way to get likes and loves and follows and shares and all of those things, but I found that sticking to the basics has been the best thing for me. I've been going for almost 15 years now, so it's working. Uh, I like to lean into the trends a little bit, but when it comes to basic fitness overall, keeping it simple and sticking to the basics seems to work The best. So, I want to share that with you. So, that's why today's session came about. I was having a conversation with a long time fitness client, has been there almost since day one, relatively close to day one, has followed me all over the map in terms of locations and things like that. So, I've known this individual for quite some time, and we were talking about this idea of kind of getting back to fitness. So, when, I know we try super hard not to talk about this, but COVID, when COVID hit and we just totally changed our our lives or some of us changed our lives, bless those people that continued to go into work every single day to share and, and save others. But, um, as a fitness professional, it immediately stopped. You know, I wasn't going into gyms and teaching. I wasn't going to the locations that I had been, the, the jobs that I had contracted, um, were no longer. So I, I I cut ties with a lot of gyms at that point. And the thing I didn't want to cut ties with were my clients. I, even though we'd moved locations, I still wanted to serve them the best I could. So of course I turned to digital options, social media, Zoom workouts, which I'm still doing, still doing three years later and still getting people to show up, which is amazing, but you know, totally changed what we were doing. And I was totally running on adrenaline at that time. I was offering three to five sessions a day, which is probably not very healthy, but I, I wanted to just be there for people. I wanted to provide a, a well thought out, safe, fun, engaging, distracting fitness program for people. So I was doing anything and everything that I could. And also just to keep myself going, to keep, um, keep from just sitting and being stuck inside the house and it was our, our you know our connection through social media was our window to the rest of the world for a lot of us so it, it was a great thing for me but definitely overdid it um, but we got to a point where there were a group of us that were going to a local park pretty much every single day for a workout it would have been it might have been different every day but we showed up together every single day and I think that was probably my peak in terms of like overall uh, intensity or endurance that I could maintain. I was just belting out burpees and tuck jumps and reps like it was nobody's business. Um, and the the fall from that was pretty hard. So when I went from teaching every single day to things started to open back up and there were restrictions put on music in the parks so and we we're no longer allowed to do that. So I went from teaching like 21 classes a week, I know that sounds ridiculous, to like four. <laughs> so big, big, big shift and you know my, my body composition, even as the instructor, changed through the course of that. So when things really opened up and I was able to secure places and we were able to have regular fitness classes again, I felt like I was building back up my own fitness level for those classes. So I I love to teach things like high fitness, which are really high aerobic energy. And it takes, it takes a little bit to get into it and especially to teach it and share it with other people, this like extra energy that I really wanted to maintain and keep having. So it was uh, definitely a uh, definitely a little bit of a curveball in terms of keeping up with the intensity and the endurance and the stamina and all of that. So we were kind of joking that the two of us we had this amazing stamina and endurance and we had to really build it back up. So that got me thinking about this idea of building fitness or rebuilding fitness. I know many clients have had to take a pause just because life stuff, maybe uh, uh, something like having a baby or an unroutine or unplanned surgery, or um, just life kind of throws you for a curveball. So they've had to take a step back from fitness and have to, you know, want to dive right back into to fitness and notice that you're not at the same level that you were a few weeks prior. So. I wanted to put together this session of building better fitness or building or rebuilding better fitness and I think this information could be standard for either starting or restarting wherever you happen to be in that fitness journey. So this is we're heading into the middle kind of end of February. This is about the time when people kind of kick off of their January 1 high and you know, settle back into reality of okay, I have children, I have a job, I have all of these different obligations and things who was I thinking I could work out 7 days a week. We're gonna talk about that. (laughs) We're gonna talk about that. So this is for you. This is for you, whether you are restarting fitness, whether you've had a lifelong love affair with fitness and wellness and just need to pick back up or or try something new or kind of restart yourself. So let's dive in. I wanna start by saying there is no one perfect training plan. There is no one perfect training plan. There's no there's no magic button, there's no perfect rubric to follow. And that's disappointing, I think, for some of the clients that I meet with. They're like, just put me on a plan. And I'm like, okay, all right. Part of working with an individual trainer is customizing that plan. And I think a really good trainer doesn't share the same template with every single person you might find some similarities with some of some of the clients that you work with if you're a fitness pro where you can start the same template but you have to kind of customize it for that individual and yeah that's a ton of work it's a ton of work that's one of the reasons I think it's super not sustainable for myself mentally or emotionally or physically to just do one-on-one training with people. That's my life. My love is group fitness. My love is group fitness, but I'm finding more and more people are reaching out about personal training and one-on-one. So I'm going to think deeply about that and figure out what options I might like to present to people for one-on-one training uh, for now, I sort of love to just throw these nuggets out there to, to people so you can kind of be thinking about what what's best for you, but there is no one perfect training program and a really good trainer, even a really good trainer, the best of the best, it's going to take time for them to put together a customized training plan for you. There are so many factors to consider and every individual is just that, an individual super different, with super different needs and super different abilities. And even though we stress things like really good form, good form looks different on every body. Different, different. It's so, that's why it's like, I know, I mean, I'm so grateful post-COVID that this is a reality. Pre-COVID, I felt like, some of the gyms i taught at if you didn't have a certain number of people in the audience you were a failure as an instructor i will not work for those kinds of people ever again but it was unsafe to have the number of people they wanted to have in a class as an individual trainer and instructor you cannot watch that many people you cannot Um, notice good form on that many people and good form again is different on everybody so you have to understand the person it's just it takes a lot mentally and i think back to the beginning of my fitness career where i would have we were just talking about this last week actually i would have like 70 people in a zumba class which still boggles my mind I mean, there would be people that would say, great class. And I'd be like, huh? you were there? Cool. Didn't even see you because like my eyes can't scan 70 people in one hour. So I'm super glad for this post-COVID, like, small classes are amazing. Let's spread out. Don't touch each other. <laughs> uh, but... It's so, it's so individualistic and so individualized and there is no one perfect training plan. So I wanna start with that because I think that's something that is a little bit of a misconception that there's this perfect plan out there and I just need to access it somewhere. Somebody has it, somebody is holding it from me and I need it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it is a definite game of, I, it's like a smooth, it's like the best trainers are also, I think like, this is going to sound weird, but like murder podcast lovers, like they love a good story and trial and error. And like, what if, what if, what if this, that evidence for this evidence for that, let's try this, let's try that. It's a lot of trial and a little bit of error and it's not going to be perfect, but working with a really good trainer, you'll start to get into a rhythm and get, get those results that that you want, but it's going to take a little time. So I've sort of put together this list of questions when it comes to building better fitness, questions that you need to start asking yourself when it comes to like, what kind of fitness plan are you looking for? So the first one, and I feel like I say this all the time is, what is your goal? What is it that you're chasing? Do you want to just have less stress in your life? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to change your body composition, lose fat? Do you want to build stamina or um, is this something brought on by a conversation with your doctor where you need to be a little more heart healthy or conscious of just regular movement? Your goal totally changes the fitness plan. For somebody that just wants daily movement just to move around, I am not going to give them a structured like five days a week lift with progressions and squatting this amount and worrying about um, hypertrophy and, and building muscle, it's gonna look so different from somebody that really wants to build muscle and change their physique. So again, individualistic. So what is your goal? I would start there, what is your goal? Related to that, what have you already been doing before that conversation with a fitness professional or if you're trying something new, what have you already been doing? Cause that will influence what comes next. If you know, if you've gone to like 10, I'm just gonna throw it out there, Zumba classes and you're like, that is super not for me. We're not gonna prescribe Zumba for you because we already know you don't like it. So what have you been doing? What about the things that you've been doing? What have you liked? Uh, what have you not liked? Being extremely honest with your trainer is gonna be really helpful. And the best trainers don't get hurt feelings that they're like, yeah, that squat that you made me do, didn't like it, but let me tell you something, you're probably gonna do squats. <laughs> so you might wanna find a squat that works best for you. But anyway, a really good trainer, a really good fitness pro is not gonna have any hard feelings over, yeah, I really didn't like that. That's okay, just not for everybody, not for everybody. So what's your goal, what have you already been doing, and what do you like or not like about that? And then a a next step, what's your baseline? So I'm gonna put this in the uh, notes on the YouTube video, but also on my Instagram. I have this series of of baseline checks from the Mayo Clinic that it's like six things, six different bullet points of a, a good solid baseline. And you can honestly, I I would say Google it, but look for a a reputable source, somebody that has evidence-based baseline, Ace Fitness, um, any kind of big fitness pro, Myo Clinic is great. So they have these six different uh, bullet points when it comes to rating your baseline. So how long does it take you to walk a mile? Um, This one I'm not 100% on. I go back and forth with, (laughs) even with Ace Fitness, they talk a lot about body mass index or BMI I don't know, but it, one of the, the components is what is your BMI? Um, your doctor can help you figure that out as well. Um, what's your waist circumference, circumference? So trying to figure out how much visceral fat you have in your body, that's gonna change the um, the type of workout that you might be doing or what you might be capable of doing. We wanna set you up for success, not run you into the ground. Um, how many uh, push-ups can you do or sit-ups can you do? Um, I remember doing that presidential fitness test in elementary school, uh, how far can you reach your toes? Again, anatomically, that might not be something that is achievable, but if it takes a lot of effort just to get your body to hinge forward a little bit, we wanna note that. But anyway, there that you can look up the Mayo Clinic, six different bullet points for um, overall rating your baseline. So we need to know where we're starting. Where are you starting? Because that's gonna help determine where you can go or what is the actual next step. Okay. And then let's get into like the semantics So, building that great fitness program. We got to have the story. What's our goal? What's our baseline? What have we been doing? What do we like? What don't we like? Next are the logistics. How often realistically can you work out each week with that? Like there are no perfect training plans. There's no perfect amount of days to work out in a week. I will say seven is probably not gonna be it though. <laughs> There's no right number, but it's not seven. <laughs> I can tell you what it's not. I'd say on average, the people I've coached or worked with uh, fell within a three to five, uh, more towards the three. More would do three times a week of dedicated, focused working out. Now that might not include walking. They might be walking every single day, but they're not doing dedicated fitness more than three or four times a week to allow for the body to recuperate, But again, it depends on what you're doing. So I'll run challenges where it's 15 minutes every single day, but it's low to moderate workout. You're doing it just to keep the momentum up. It's not to change your body composition or build your strength. If you're looking to do either of those things, I'd say probably three or four days a week. After that, you're going to see some negative some some decline in your ability to do what you're doing. So again there's no perfect number of times per week but it's probably not seven. (laughs) Related to that because it's not seven days a week that you want to be working out another question is What does your rest look like? How are you taking rest? What are you doing to rest? Now, I'm not talking about like full on laying on the couch, couch potato, whatever. I mean, maybe, maybe you do that one day a week or something. I'm not talking about every single day. If you're looking to change your body composition, you probably should limit the amount of time you're horizontal on the couch with the potato chips. But maybe your rest looks like uh, walking. Maybe your rest looks like foam rolling, maybe your rest looks like getting a massage, uh, whatever whatever that might be to give your muscles a little bit of a break. We don't build strength in the gym, which is a weird thing to say. You build strength in during rest, during times of rest. So if you are hitting it hard at the gym four times a week, but your sleep sucks and you're not sleeping more than four hours a night, you're not gonna notice any changes, you're just not and if you are hitting the gym really hard 6 days a week and you're you're doing all these little things to build your strength and your muscles are tearing and you've got that cortisol and inflammation coming in you risk having heightened cortisol which could actually be detrimental to the building of your muscles and will probably even make you gain weight <laughs> which is maybe what you don't want so thinking about How how is your rest when you're sleeping at night? How long are you sleeping at night? I would even go as far to say, and I've told this to clients before, which has not been received very well, but it's the right thing to say. If you're not sleeping through the night every single night, you might not want to go hard at the gym. It might not be the right next step for you. You might want to get your sleep under control and then increase your intensity for your workouts. Sleep is so freaking important. It's a, a, one of the biggest components when it comes to better fitness overall. So just remember that. Um, and lastly, so okay, we start. So there, there are kind of six questions. I, What's your goal? Um, what have you been doing? What's your baseline? How often can you work out each week? What does your rest look like? And the last one is, what have you been eating? And what do you crave? And those could be the same thing, but they might be two separate things. So it's like, are you I would keep like a food journal? What are you eating in a day? You could do that online, my fitness pal um, any kind of mac if you want to do macro managing that's not i'm not a nutritionist, so i can 't really tell you exactly what to do, but there are resources available if you would decide to work with somebody related to your nutrition but what are you putting in your body? Are you slamming caffeine all the time? Are you drinking a lot of water? Um, are you trying to really underconsume? Are you maybe eating more than you need to because you're super stressed? Just being aware of what you're eating is a great first step. Um, a lot of building fitness comes from what, what you're putting in, in your body as well. So if you are not eating enough, you're not gonna be able to build strength. If you are eating too little and trying to go crazy with high-intensity workouts, you're not going to see any progress and you're probably going to pass out, which is really terrifying. Um, so knowing what you're eating and what you're craving, are you are you leaning into those cravings? Are you depriving yourself of the things that your body needs? Starting to listen to yourself a little bit more is going to overall help you build Build better fitness. And again, those are things, those are the hard conversations to have with individuals because I think 90% of people that I coach will say, I eat great. And then we really dive into what it is that they're eating, and it's a lot of processed things. Let's say 100 calories, but I ate five of them, so whatever, but it was 100 calories each. Um, or it's not enough vegetables, or uh, we're not prioritizing protein. That's a huge, huge one, especially if you want to change your body composition. you got to prioritize protein. Again, not a dietitian, not a nutritionist, just what I've noticed in my own clients, in my own body. Um, But, again, super individualized, and that is not necessarily the answer for you, but nine times out of ten, it's an answer for somebody. So... All of that to say, (laughs) you can do it. You can build better fitness. If you want to build better fitness, you can have the body composition that you are after. You can have the level of fitness that you are after. It just takes a little bit of research, a little bit of trial and error, maybe working with somebody one-on-one and being honest about your answers to those different questions. i'll post those different questions so you can start thinking about them under my youtube video go check out this on youtube if we're not already here i'll also post it on my instagram so you can go back and reference it and i will hope to be able to offer more one-on-one training this year i'm working on a couple of things so if that's what you are after please reach out i'll try to try to do my best to to accommodate your needs because I want you to build better fitness and I want you to have the best possible life that you can. Well, that is our session for this week. I get real pumped up about this stuff and I hope that this inspires you to get started with building, building better fitness. And until then, I will see you for our next session. Bye.